You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. We're broadcasting here from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I'm Ben Frost, and I'm sitting next to Father Brandon Moravitz. We're co-hosting this morning, and we continue to uh, have Mandy Davidson in studio with us. And we also have uh, another good friend on the line, and that is Nick Davidson. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, Nick, uh, we're doing good, Nick. And I, I see a similarity in your last name, so I assume you know our, our guest speaker here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mandy has the unfortunate occurrence of growing up with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, 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 Nick, it's great to have you here, and we got a little bit of time just to talk a little bit about um, the whole Best Christmas Ever experience um, that took place last December. And Mandy's kind of shared yeah. her story of, of suffering and struggle and crying out to the Lord and how God provided. And during her prayer, how somehow there was this, this base of people that she didn't even know being utilized to, to like, do this incredible thing, and, and you played a part in that. Um, and I'm just wondering if you could just share with us a little bit kind of what your experience was watching God work all of that, because I know you, could, you were part of both things. Like you, you saw what was yeah. going on in Mandy's life, and then you saw what was going on at Holy Spirit Parish, and you were really the only one that had an inside look to both scenarios. And I'm wondering if you could just share, because you were the one that nominated Mandy for the best Christmas ever, and were able to kind of just see everything unfold. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was a, like a, a unique experience, even in our life. You know, my wife and I have lived as missionaries, and so we've been on the receiving end, you know, for 18 years as missionaries, we've been on the receiving end of Providence. So we've, we've had times where it seemed like, we, you know, we didn't have a dime in our pocket, and we, you know, we were going through adoptions or moving overseas, and God would come through in these amazing ways. And so I had experienced it before, um, but I had never been in a bird's-eye view before where I could see... Uh, well, I guess, so I saw what was happening with Mandy um, and, and, and all that pain, and to have nominated her, but then also just the night that I got the, the communication from you, Father Brandon, of just like, hey, tell me a bit more about the situation, what's going on, and... To be, I mean, like, just to be, I was only in the, the intermediate type person for just a, a few conversations, but to even see that happen where Mandy had no clue, um, you know, Mandy knew God cared about her, and she obviously knew her family cared about her, but there wasn't this awareness of this broader family and body of believers who cared about someone they hadn't met, and it was this rising swell, and so then I was on this, like, bird's eye where I saw Mandy, Nothing was happening on Mandy's end, you know. Uh, from her point of view, nothing was progressing. She was still trying to figure out where are we going to live, what are we going to do, how are we going to handle this. And, you know, and again, she knew she had family near her, but then to see and to get, to get multiple times a day to get these updates from Father Brandon just saying, like, oh, my gosh, you're never going to believe this. You're never going to believe that. And at a certain point, you're like, I think I'm going to believe that because every, every time you call me, Father, every time you send something, it's a new level of amazing. And... So it was weird because on the right hand, I could just see Mandy, and there was just an awareness of darkness. You know, we, we do go through the valley of the shadow of death. We do go through really dark times as people, and they are heavy and burdensome and painful. But then to also see this, like, growing light happen, you know, you know, uh, an hour away in Virginia, and to know for a fact, and that's what I think I told my wife at one point, 
to know for a fact that it was all already taken care of, like to know Mandy was going to be okay, and to, to know that there was, like, well, like you guys talked about, like the amount of things that got, have been, you know, that guy was bringing forth and the, the supplies and the, the living situation, to know all of that was already taken care of. It was just done already. And, and to still see the other side, to know that Mandy didn't know, like it was, it was a boost to even my own faith walk that I had never had before because I'd never had, you know, a foot in each camp before. We'd always known something would happen, but I'd never seen somebody who was in the dark and not aware that just a stinking freight train of light was on its way to, to knock her over. So I think that's what hit me the most, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, 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 so good. I, I, I'm wondering, you know, like, we're a listening audience out there. Um, I, I keep explaining that, you know, to, to encourage people to nominate families and to consider being a captain and, and rallying around someone this Christmas and, because it has a deep impact on people's lives. It's not just getting gifts for somebody. It's something much deeper than that. And I think you yeah, yeah. had that experience. I mean, you, you've experienced mission. You've experienced church work. You've experienced all these sorts of things. But there was something unique to this experience for you, Nick. And yeah. um, in your family, I think, even. And, and could you just, I mean, speak to that just a little bit more of, like, how that experience impacted you and your own family? Yeah, well, even the night of, you know, we, we live in International Falls, Minnesota, so we're a good three hours away, and we had, we had the, the evening had to be really choreographed, and so it was funny, because with the kids, you know, we got them out of school early, and we're in the car, and we're racing down, and it's, you know, it's winter in Minnesota, so it was dark, you know, at noon, and so it's dark <laughs> out, and we're in the car, and we're all huddled up, and we, we got all the way down, we got to, like, talk to the kids about it, like, because we kept referring it back to their adoption, to be honest, it was... Uh, the the adoptions were miraculous on our part, but this was the next thing closest to that feeling was just to be able to tell the kids, you know, like remember when when you guys were on the island and when when you know and our one was really small, so he doesn't have any memories, but our oldest had known you know emotional abuse, physical abuse, neglect, malnourishment, had known all of those things and still remembers them, and to be able to say you had no clue. At some point that God, you know, the, the day you were born, God was already working this out. That's what we're doing now for Manny. That's what we're, we're getting to be that again. Um, and you guys get to be a part of it. And they were like, they were, they were on board. They were excited. Like, um, I don't think any of us were prepared for the, the weight of the emotion that night. Like just that, that beautiful weight of emotion. But I think on the way down there was, we were just excited in the car. You know, we had a bathroom break and we have five kids at the time we had four. Uh, and or I guess we did have the five. We we have five kids, and the bathroom break can sometimes be a forty minute thing, and we didn't have <laughs> time for that. But they were all on board, like you know, just they're holding it as long as they can. And I, I don't know, it was just really neat to see on that regard. And also, just you know, being able to say after everything God has done for us uh, every single day, being such a gift that it is, the, the next breath that you have, and the next beat of the heart being a gift, like. It, it, it shouldn't stop there. Even as children, we should we should be learning to be thankful for this day and to turn around and give it away. And so for us, you know, like, so why are we going down? Like, why are we doing this for somebody else? What about our Christmas? To be able to say, like, no, this is this is what Christmas is. This is like the like in like incarnation, like we've never seen it before. We're living it out where we're just giving and giving, and then to to show the kids what the church in Virginia did, like to such degrees. It was, yeah, it was just, I guess that's what I um, hit the most with. It was so carnational. It might have been the most 
incarnational thing I've seen in a long time when you were just watching it happen because it was, you, there was like gestation, you know, there was the conception of the idea and then there was like the growing of the idea and then to see that birth of it happened that night and the overwhelming, and they, you probably already talked about it already, but when Mandy um, just started to say, like, why me? Like, why me? Like, that, that's it's such a beautiful point to be at and to see somebody, to see it happen, I don't know, it was moving beyond imagination. Yeah, and I think Mandy, I mean, I, again, we're kind of spontaneously having this conversation, but do you want to speak to maybe just how, I mean, this experience maybe impacted your own spiritual life, or you and Nick are cousins, like, like, I, like there's always struggles and families and all these sorts of things, but the impact maybe it had on your family or your own personal life, like just, you know, Nick kind of talked about that. Do you want to speak to that a little bit from your perspective? Yeah, absolutely. Um Gosh, from a, my own personal standpoint, it has completely changed uh, my faith. Uh, I've had faith in my life, but gosh, I've never had it to this degree. Um, it was a true miracle. I saw it. I felt it. I, I physically, physically felt the weight come off my shoulders through prayer on my knees one night. I mean, that really happened. And uh, through my kids, my kids have changed. They, they understand what, you know, a miracle really looks like and now what giving looks like and, and they want to do good. They want, they ask for prayer every day. My kids ask for prayer. They, you know, before we go to bed, they're like, we got to do our prayers. And that's so great. My kids want it. They love it. They need it. Um, my family, I mean, my mom and my dad, my brother, my sister-in-law, they, the faith has just grown immensely through them. They know it. They, yeah. the, the trust is there again, even through you know the the down days, the struggles, the the tests that you come across. You just you just we all know it can change. It can happen. It will happen if you just have faith, real faith in your heart. So it's changed us. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Mandy Davidson. She was a recipient of Best Christmas Ever, and her cousin Nick Davidson is on the the phone with us. And I just, I, Nick, I want to reach out to you and, and ask, you know, today we've been talking a lot about best Christmas ever, but really deeper, we're talking about a much broader sense of what it means to be a Christian disciple. And I just, through this whole experience and listening to this stories this morning, it's just like on my heart, like we need some boldness in our church and we need to respond. We need to be a light in the darkness. You hear Pope Francis talking about being this field hospital. We need to go out to bring the light out into the world. And Nick, I know this was very moving for you and you see God's providential hand, but could you speak to that? Like the importance of, you know, as Christian disciples, like we're meant to do this, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I haven't, I just having a unique perspective of having grown up around missionaries and then having been a missionary over the years in various countries. that We lived in a communist country for a few years. We lived in third world countries. And to come home has always been, to be honest, to come back to America has always been sort of difficult for us um, because it is, it is difficult here to, it, it shouldn't be, but it's difficult to give here. Um, it is, and there's, there's um, a million different things that go into it. It's not just one thing. And there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with America. I love America. Uh, but there is something about, um, especially this day and age, that it is tough for us to remember that, like, the foundation of Christianity is God giving of himself. Like, and not even, not taking the form of godliness, something to be grasped at, but just emptying himself and becoming one of us. Like, that is, we hear it so often, and it seems too easy. And so I think we forget that it's the basis of Christianity 
to turn around and give that which we've received. The, the, you know, the things that we're not supposed to grasp onto life. We're supposed to let it go. We're supposed to, like, our iPhone should be something we give away easily. The, our possessions are something that we don't hold on to. Um, they should be something that, that we, if we receive them and they're a gift that we like, then it should be just as natural for us as Christians. Now, not, a non-Christian, it, it doesn't follow the logic. Of, of other belief systems, but it does follow the logic of Christianity that we're supposed to let go of all these things and give and give and give, because that's what the incarnation was. That was just God giving of his actual self, and that's why, like, even when it comes to receiving the Eucharist, like, every single time you go to Mass, as undeserving as you are, he just continues to give. It's the way he works. And he This is my body given so, for you, right? You know, Yeah, that. given for you. Yeah. And so I think I think if, if that can, and, and you see it in the church in Virginia, like I talk about the church in Virginia when I speak on this, this stuff, because they, there, was, there was almost to it not even a like, as, at least at the beginning, there wasn't a, even a supernatural feel to it. Like for me, one of the things that hit me, it was just, it was like there was a group of people at this church who were like, yeah, yeah, of course we will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, right. yeah, I don't know. It, 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 there was no deliberation, and, and I summed up in this. And I think I, I'm still striving, and I am shamed. I, I can't, I've never yet, just what you guys did, uh, I got a phone call from Father Brandon, and he was like, okay, so we're talking about her bucket list. What would it be? Like, and and I, so I talked to, to her, Jan, Mandy's mom. I uh, just like, hey, what would be, like, the bucket list or whatever? And, um, and so <laughs> I was talking to Father Brandon, and, and I was like, well, you know, they asked her at dinner, and um, and Jan was thinking something like, you know, this water park, Wisconsin Dells, for the family for a few days. Like, that, that's on the list. And, and, and Father Brown was like, all right, consider it done. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, all right. You don't want to, you know, deliberate? No, I don't even need to ask anybody. Consider it done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, also, though, when they asked her, Mandy said that, like, on the top of her list was to, to travel, like, to Italy, to Rome. And uh, he's like, give me a few minutes. And then he hung up. <laughs> and a, a few minutes later, he called me, and he was like, it's done. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And that, that was the level of Christianity lived out logically, even. Not even like you had to feel it. Just like, no, no, we'll just do it. If this is, if this is what giving would look like, then we'll do it. And there was, there was no doubt. They all just got on board and gave. So I would say to anybody listening, yes, definitely, Best Christmas Ever is a place to start, because this this Christmas is going to be a really rough one for people. This has been a year like no other. And so I would say this Christmas, get on board with best Christmas ever. But then that's the logic of all Christianity. You don't want to make it to the end of your life and have accumulated anything. You want to have given it all away. Yeah, it's so good, Nick. I mean, it's just how we're called just to pour ourselves out and like, knock down those barriers of fear. And we can't do this. Like that's, I like, Whenever I hear that, it just motivates me more to do it, you know? And I, I think that's like Christ, again, like just emptying himself, you know? Like, I'm going to go to all extents to show you my love. And so, too, we're called to do that in very tangible, practical ways. And I want to make it very clear, anybody can do that 
with the grace of God, like the more you get to know the heart of Jesus, the more you're going to live that out. The more you understand yeah. the Eucharist and Christ giving himself, you can't help but give yourself away. Um, and that yeah. is so countercultural, but that is the fruit of deep relationship with Christ, all right, and the gift of the church. Um, it's, it's, it's so massive. And I think, too, friends, for all of our listeners out there, like our lived experience, right? Like the world says to have happiness, we just need to grasp on to these worldly things, right? And we think that this is going to give us authentic joy. But what I hear in these conversations, and I really appreciate, appreciate uh, Nick with your sharing, is when we start to just ungrasp a little bit, just to, to let go and to be generous with our lives and all that we are, we become way more joyful. And I think that that is our lived experience. And for all of our friends out there, if we, if we live in that posture of just grasping at things, it's not going to make you happy. But our experience here with this community saying, here's a family we're going to support. And not just support, like we are going to just open hands. We're sending her to Rome. It's like, it's, it's a response of the heart. It's a response of love. It's opening the hands, not grasping. And that's what we're meant to live as Christian disciples. I was thinking about, and I kind of end with this story, that we had a bunch of our high school students that were there that night. Their parents were involved in, in kind of this process at our parish. And I remember getting emails from parents saying there was the deepest conversations they had ever had with their children when they drove home after that night. Because there was a tangible expression of God's presence and love and giving of oneself. And high school kids didn't even want to look at their phones. They, they, like, it changed everything for them. And honestly, those are some of the students that I see sitting in our church praying all by themselves. They're the ones that I see invested. And so there was something there that, that God bore fruit in my life, in Mandy's life, in all the volunteers' lives. Anybody that was there couldn't help but walk away changed. All right, and that is a tangible sign of the presence of God. All right, and it's so incredibly beautiful. Um, Nick, any final thoughts just before we uh, cut you off and send you off with your kids? Yes, I have two. Uh, one would be if you see what, ha- what Mandy said with her kids, the result of it, again, wasn't that it was good that they had a roof over their heads, absolutely, and that's very important, actually. But you see, the fruit of it are her kids are now saying, they're not realizing they're saying it, they're saying, like, how can we draw closer to God today? Oh, 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 before we go to sleep, we can't forget to draw closer to God. Like, <laughs> that's eternal. That's like, that's, that's beyond every price. That's worth my life, your life, everybody's life, to have a kid who would say, oh, we can't forget to pray tonight. And then the second thing I'd be, for anybody listening who, who maybe you haven't taken that kind of jump at all, just, just don't, just, you are not going to find one person involved last year who feels negative about the involvement. Who's oh, I wish we hadn't given so much. Everybody involved is going to be more inclined to give. So just start this year and give, and, and you'll see. Like, you'll see that you come more alive to the degree that you give. Awesome. Nick Davidson, Mandy Davidson, thank you both so much for being with us today. What a, a fantastic conversation, and, and God bless you both as uh, we live through these fall days here. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thanks. All right, great. So uh, we're going to continue uh, our broadcast this morning on Real Presence Late Radio. We're uh, broadcasting here in Virginia, Minnesota at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. And we need you to stay tuned to find out about our upcoming live drive. That's going to be next on Real Presence Live, a very important time coming up uh, for Real Presence Radio. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.